You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live free, prosperous, and healthy life. I'm your host, John Bush. And today we are going to be talking about empowerment, how to become more empowered in this crazy mixed up world that we live in. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on and I've noticed a lot of people in our community feel as though they're victims and they just resonate so strongly with this victim mentality. It produces all sorts of challenges in their life. And so I want to provide some insight and some guidance and some advice and some tips and strategies and basically help you to move away from being what I call a carry can't and to move towards being a Kimberly can, right? Uh, But before we go any further, I want to invite you to join me, ladies and gents. I'm going to be hosting a free webinar coming up. It's taking place October 20th. October 20th at 11 a.m. It's the Great Financial Reset Response Webinar. The Great Financial Reset Response Webinar. And you can register absolutely for free. If you go to livefree.academy slash reset webinar, that's livefree.academy slash reset webinar. I have that uh, URL linked in the description. If you're watching this on most of those channels there, you can sign up absolutely for free. And in that webinar, I'll be breaking down my three secrets on how you can opt out of the coming financial reset. You're going to get all sorts of information absolutely for free. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in this world when it comes to our finances. When it comes to the great reset, this effort to reshape civilization, reshape technology, reshape business, capitalism, uh, not to mention all the inflation going on, the central bank digital currencies, moving away from dollar preeminence towards who knows what. We are going to be breaking down uh, our analysis. But like I do with the work at Live Free Academy, you can be assured that it's going to be focused a large part on solutions, on proactive steps we can all take in order to create greater freedom, greater resilience in our lives. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Now let's get down to the content. Um, I invite you to comment. I'm paying attention here on Facebook, YouTube, and also to the Odyssey stream. Shout out to those of you that check us out on Odyssey. That is a cryptocurrency-based platform that is sensor-resistant, so that's becoming more and more important these days. Uh, I may do a broadcast on PayPal specifically and alternatives to PayPal, but um, definitely um, I want to thank you for tuning in on those channels. It's really important that we're conscious of the way we consume media, of the platforms and the tools that we're using in this world, because some of them are operated by big corporations and goons that are not willing to go out on a limb for people to share ideas that are deemed controversial by the man. 
And so we should avoid those platforms when we can, or at least if we're going to use those platforms, use the alternatives as well. Okay, maybe I'll start with that as an example, actually. Um, I want to talk a lot about victimhood versus empowerment, victimhood versus empowerment, and just make a contrast for you. There are certain things that happen in our lives that oftentimes are beyond our control. And while we don't have the power to control what happens to us, what happens around us, we do have the power to control how we respond. We do have the power to control what meaning we give to certain things that happen in our lives. And so I want to let you guys know that by taking control of the way we respond, we can really dramatically increase our quality of life, right? Sorry, this thing keeps on dinging here. Let me just mute that. Um, settings, notifications, and sound. Play sound. No sound. Okay. So circumstances happen. We choose how to respond to those circumstances. And it's our response and the way that we think about what happens that leads us to feelings and the way that we feel. So let me give an example. I'm going to share this framework that we learned while we were at Funnel Hacking Live uh, as well. But let me give an example of something happening to us. So for the longest time now, social media and big tech and YouTube has been censoring people that buck the narrative. Okay. Folks have been, especially about all this health stuff and all the COVID stuff taking place. And so there's people in our community that have been booted off of YouTube. And there's some people that have been booted off of Twitter and all this stuff. And people show up. The way that they show up makes a world of difference, okay? So let me make a contrast. Somebody gets booted from YouTube. They then go into a deep, dark place of victimhood. They complain. They whine. They're frustrated. They're upset. They focus on how terrible that is for them. And in turn, they don't do anything about it besides complaining. Contrast that with the other person. I'm thinking someone like David Avocado Wolf, for example, who was censored way early on. They are like, you know what? To heck with you guys. I don't need you to get my message out. Anyway, I'm gonna immediately going to go flock to alternative channels and grow a network and grow a following there. And that's exactly what David Avocado Wolf did uh, with his Telegram channel, actually. And I follow him on Telegram. He has 111,932 subscribers. And he's just pounding and pounding and pounding away content. So the guy early on got censored. Um, and instead of whining about it, he chose to be empowered. Okay. Again, circumstances happen in our lives. We choose what meaning we give to those circumstances. And the meaning we choose to give to those circumstances makes a world of difference. Uh, for us. Let me break down this empowerment, this framework that um, that I picked up at this event, okay? Uh, and later on, I'm going to talk about the difference between a Carrie Can or a Carrie Cant and a Kimberly Can because it makes all the world a difference in how we live our lives. But I went to this awesome event called Funnel Hacking Live. It was a marketing conference. It was uh, about business and about funnels and email marketing and internet marketing, all this great stuff. But turns out that a lot of the presenters really were focused more on self-development. And it was less about growing your business and more about growing yourself, which I thought was pretty cool. I was really 
uh, excited about that. Let me show you a little clip from this event because it was like it was a groundbreaking transformational event. And I tell you what, I go to these cool events and I'm so empowered and inspired by these events. It just gets me completely pumped up and it makes me realize I need to up my game when it comes to the events that we're doing. Uh, which, by the way, we're doing an event here coming up pretty soon called The Greater Reset. It's going to be hosted in Monelia, Mexico. It'll also be uh, in Bastrop in Central Texas, where I live. But I highly encourage you to uh, check out these events and join us. You can get your tickets at livefree.academy slash TGR, livefree.academy slash TGR. Uh, but anyway, this conference, like I said, was more about self-development and self-growth than it was about growing your business. And let me just show you a little video from that event, actually. I'm going to share my screen here and uh, make sure I share the audio, too, because these guys, like, wow. The title of the video is Russell Brunson Knows How to Party, and boy, does he ever. So you can just kind of see the atmosphere that they created at this event. Check this out. What's up, friends? We're going into Funnel Hacking Live here in Orlando, Florida. They let everyone rush in at once to the big giant party. It's like a rave party. Check it out. We go to this event, and as you can see, the energy's high, there's music, there's laser lights, there's 5,000 people. And one of the first presenters, she really blew me away with this incredible, incredible framework. So it went like this, and I'm gonna write it out here in the comments for you. It's a five-piece framework. And in fact, at this event, a lot of the people taught frameworks. You know, I have the Live Free Academy Empowerment Framework. It's all about having a sovereign mindset, creating a strategy, working with the team and taking massive action. That's how you can find greater success in all areas of life. Well, a lot of the different speakers were teaching their frameworks. And one that really stuck out to me had to do with the power of your thoughts, something that I've already been familiar with and that's been communicated in different ways. Like I just communicated to you about we don't have control over what happens in our life, but we do have control over the meaning that we give to things. Well, she basically was communicating that, but in a different way. And it goes like this. There are circumstances that happen in our lives and we choose how we think about those circumstances the thoughts that we have about those circumstances lead to feelings that we experience and the feelings lead to actions we experience and the actions produce results in our life right so i'm going to share that there in the chat just so you can see it visually circumstances thoughts feelings actions results. Let me drop that there for the Odyssey audience as well. Shout out to all the folks tuning in. I see more people are showing up uh, as the broadcast goes on. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Live Free Now show. So check it out. You can hack this whole pattern. Okay. So back to the example that we gave, you have a circumstance. I got banned from YouTube. The way that you think about that. Okay. If you're in the victim mode, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I got banned. This is terrible. I'll never be able to reach anybody. They're going to totally cut me off from sharing my message with folks. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. What are you going to feel as a result of those thoughts? Not as a result of what happened, as a result of the thoughts and the meaning you gave to what happened. You're going to feel disempowered. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel angry. And what's going to be the result of those feelings? Probably inaction or just spending so much of your energy on like complaining, really. And the results that you get out of that is not what you want. It's not reaching more people. 
Contrast that with the empowered person. He gets booted from YouTube. The thoughts that he has is, you know what? Screw those guys. Honestly, I knew this. This was inevitable. So now it just means that I am going to have to put more energy into reaching my audience through these alternative channels. Maybe I'll start growing my email list. Maybe I'll check out Odyssey. Maybe I'll check out Telegram. I'll pound away on there. Or maybe screw them. I'm going to just start another channel and start from scratch, but I'm also going to post everything on these channels and this and that and the other. So your thoughts, what kind of feeling would that lead to? A feeling of empowerment, a feeling of motivation, a feeling of excitement, right? And the actions that come from that are more videos, reaching more people. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And the results, of course, are reaching more people and getting your message out and maybe growing your business, okay? Things happen we get to choose how we think about that. Just to be vulnerable with an experience in my life, I've been actually it's about maybe about a week or two ago because I've because of the thoughts that I chose to have led to some much better actions or lack of actions. But I was going through some struggle in my life with somebody that is close to me. Um, you know, it's always a challenge. You know, haters aren't not such a challenge like random people on the internet. In fact, I've realized now that I've become more successful and I started talking about that success, like financial success, business success, having an amazing, beautiful fiance, uh, just living a good life. As soon as I started talking about that more online and on social media, I realized that there are more people hating. I had like a gap of no haters for a while, but then because I was working so hard and doing a lot of cool stuff and talking about that stuff, all of a sudden the haters spring up. So for me, that means that they're feeling envious or whatever, I could pick up on that correlation. Uh, but nonetheless, that's easy to deal with. Oftentimes, if I could tell, it's like this person's just trying to stir feathers and, and stir the pot and ruffle some feathers. Uh, it's clear that they're envious for some reason. Uh, I just block because I don't have time for that. I don't want to spend my mental energy on that. But when there's someone in your life that you can't block and it's somebody that you need to have a relationship with, it becomes even more challenging. And so that's something that happened to me recently. Circumstance beyond my control. Somebody in my life was saying some ugly lies and exaggerations about me publicly. And that was a challenge for me. That's the circumstance. Okay. Now the thoughts that I choose what type of thoughts to have. The thoughts that I chose to have could have been, this is terrible. I can't believe it. What are these people going to think of me? This is really going to hurt my ability to um, persuade people, to influence people. It's going to hurt. People are going to think bad of me. People are going to think I'm a terrible person. This sucks. And then what's my feelings about that anger? Uh, and then what am I going to do about that? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go try to fire back and mouth off back, blah, 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 blah. And then what's the results of that? More drama, more tension, probably people being more turned off from me by going in and engaging in drama than if I didn't do anything. Okay, now let's flip the script. Same circumstance. Somebody in my life bad mouthing me online in a public forum. What do I choose to think about that? Well, I'll tell you what I thought. I have no control over my reputation. I have no control over what people think of me. All I have control over is my actions. I do have control over my thoughts as well. You know how I'm going to choose to think about this? I'm going to choose to think I'm grateful that this person is showing me who I should associate with and who I should avoid. Because the type of people that are just going to believe what they hear in an online forum without checking in or without having any semblance of scrutiny or without already knowing, already understanding that there's two sides to every story, 
those are not the type of people that I want to do business with. Those are not the type of people that I want to associate with in the first place. Not to mention the thoughts. Okay, this is stressful. This is drama. This is tense. I don't have time for any of that in my life. I got so much stuff going on. Things are clicking. We're working on these big projects. We got big events coming up. I got this free webinar coming up. I don't have time to bother with drama. I don't have time to go defend against lies, right? So that's the place that I chose to operate from. Circumstances beyond my control. I chose to be empowered. I chose to look at it, look at the bright side. Hey, these people, if they're going to believe this, then they're not the type of people that I want in my network. Anyway, the actions as a result, actually, it led to a lack of action, not going and engaging, doubling down on the work that I'm doing that feels good to me in this world. And of course, the results that come about from that are doing well with my business, finding people that that I align with that are not drama in order to work with and in order to associate with. So that's just yet another example. Circumstances happen in our life. We choose the meaning we give to those circumstances. The meaning is expressed through thoughts back to this framework. And then as a result of our thoughts, we have feelings. Feelings come about inside of us because of our thoughts. It's the meaning that we give to things that causes the emotions to arise within us. And we have control over those thoughts. And it's those feelings that lead to the actions that then lead to the results. So when you step into victimhood, when you go into fear, when you give meaning to things that is the, the meaning of a victim, how could this happen to me? What was me? Blah, blah, blah. It's going to just exacerbate that, that process. And at the end of the day, you're going to manifest more victimhood, more struggle, more pain. All right. So I want to hear in the chats, is this resonating with you guys? Let me know if this makes sense. Let me know if you have any circumstances that have happened to you in your life, how you chose to show up. All right. So let me just bring up this other concept. And again, my goal here with this broadcast is to help you to feel more empowered, to help you to understand that you are in control of your life. You're not in control of what happens around you. You're not in control of what happens to you, but you are in control of how you think about what happens and how you think about what happens is perhaps more important than what actually happens because it is what gives you the control to navigate things how you want to navigate them. Oftentimes, as I step more into this empowerment space, I start to feel like, wow, I really am the architect of my own life. I really can show up in this world how I want to show up. And as a result, I can create a life of my dreams. It's like once you start getting these small victories and the, and the way that you believe it starts to work and it starts to click and your thoughts then produce positive feelings and positive outcomes and you get to see the results, it creates this feedback loop of positivity. And then you start to realize like, holy crap, this is incredible. I feel so empowered. I feel so in control, I feel like I can do really amazing things in this world. So, yeah, I want to thank Julie Mall for tuning in. She says it absolutely resonates. Lance Merrick, hey, I remember you uh, from Alaska, graduated University of Texas, always came to the good old bookstore where we used to operate brave new books. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate you checking this out. All right, now let me give you another example. And these are just some ways I'm trying to provide some tools that if they stick with you and in the moment you can recognize them, you're going to be able to 
avoid some negative thought patterns and some negative feedback patterns, right? Because you can get caught, you can put yourself in a positive feedback loop where you think positively that leads to positive emotions and actions that produce solid results. And then you realize, well, wow, maybe I need to think positive more often or just the same. You get stuck in this negativity trap where you have negative thoughts about what happens to you, leads to negative feelings, negative actions, actions that go against what you want in life, producing negative poor results. And then you just get down and out and you kind of stuck in the space where you're wallowing in self-pity and pain and struggle. And it's a big challenge. So we want to avoid that type of behavior and those types of thoughts. So here's a way, another way that I like to look at things. One thing I found, and this is the title of this video, Transforming Yourself from a Carrie Cant to a Kimberly Can. In my work with Live Free Academy, with the Greater Reset, the Freedom Cells, everything that we're doing, I'm all about solutions, 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 solutions. It's all about solutions. What can we do in order to create a better world? What can we do to insulate ourselves from all this crazy stuff going on in the world, the technocracy, the tyranny, you name it. And so I start to share these solutions with the world. And I say things like, hey, I got a great idea. You see how this central bank digital currency thing's being rolled out? They're going to be able to control your money. They're going to be able to track, trace, and analyze your funds. They're going to be able to shut you out of this and that. That's a problem. In fact, it's a big part of what we're going to be talking about this financial reset response webinar. Again, you can sign up at livefree.academy slash reset webinar. That's livefree.academy slash reset webinar. So I want you to go check that out. We're going to be talking about central bank digital currencies, but I've been bringing it up in the past. We've talked about it in the past and I share with people, look, here's the deal. They're going to be able to control how you spend your money. They're going to be able to shut you out of commerce. What if they're was a tool we could use that enabled us to circumvent their controls, send money back and forth to one another online, and there's nothing they could do to shut it down. It's called cryptocurrency. Now, some cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin have a public transparent blockchain where if your identity is tied to your public address, that's kind of like your account number, then they can actually track and trace your transactions still. Now, you can play your cards in a way that your identity is not tied to your public address and you should be in the clear, but it's still known who set what, what address sent how much crypto to what other address and what the balances are on those addresses. Well, there's cryptocurrencies like Monero that completely obscure the transactions. You don't know who sent, who received, how much was sent, how much they have now, how much you have now. It's all totally private and secret. So I tell this to people, wouldn't that be cool if we could use this platform? Well, guess what? We can. It's a real thing and it really works. And people use it all the time outside of the scope of the man. Well, there's two ways people can show up after that. The empowered and the victim. The Kimberly can and the Carrie can't. Carrie can't, who I seem to come across so often, Carrie can'ts like, we can't possibly do that. The government will just shut it down. We can't possibly do that. They control the internet. We can't possibly do that. What if they make it illegal? We can't possibly do that. It can be hacked. We can't possibly do that. What if there's an EMP? See, that's Carrie Can't. Another example, we do this exit and build thing, exit and build land summit. You can actually watch the replays of the exit and build land summit for free. I'm just going to drop this in the chat. We got all this cool stuff that we've done, so I'm not ashamed of promoting it and letting you know all about it because it's definitely 
a lot of game-changing information that we share with you. But we did this Exit and Build Land Summit, and it goes like this. Hey, most of the tyranny that we experience, especially the technocracy, the smart cities, the surveillance, the 5G interconnectivity, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, most of that is being rolled out and implemented in the big cities. The bigger the city, the more technocratic it tends to be. They're all bought into these UN programs. They got all these NGOs, non-governmental organizations, funding things through tax-exempt foundations and nonprofits and all this experimentation with new technology, digital identity, you name it. What if instead of living in the city, we leave the city, we buy land and we build community out in the rural areas, out in the country where folks are more conservative, things are more slow, where we don't have surveillance cameras on every corner. In fact, in some places, we don't even have street lights. We just got free people doing their thing, growing their own food, yada, yada, yada. What if we bought land and we homesteaded? That'd be a great way to avoid a lot of this tyranny and technocracy that we're, following, that we're facing. And so I present that to people and there you go. Carrie Kant comes out again and says, we can't possibly do that. Klaus Schwab said, well, we'll own nothing and be happy. We can't possibly do that. We won't be able to afford the property tax. We can't possibly do that. They'll just take our land away. We can't possibly do that. They'll make growing food illegal. I can't possibly do that. I can never come up with the money to buy land. I can barely afford rent. That's Carrie Kant. And a lot of us have a lot of Carrie Kant inside of us. And so I want you to recognize that Carrie Kant inside of you and transform and transmute that negative talk, the difficulty of getting stuff done to a Kimberly Can type of attitude. This is all rooted like uh, I'm a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki. If anybody follows Robert Kiyosaki, the guy's pretty radical lately, railing against the government, against the Biden administration. It's quite the hoot, actually. He's not perfect in every way, but he does talk about the Great Reset also. Robert Kiyosaki said the difference between rich dad and poor dad and this whole rich mentality and poor mentality. The poor folks said, I can't afford that. When you talk about something buying land, I can't afford land. And the rich folks say, how can I afford it? Same thing as like, how can I afford that? How can I possibly afford that? Or how can I afford that? What do I need to do to make that happen? See, it's a mindset thing. It's a mindset thing. Same thing with the Freedom Cell Network. These are three examples. It's just stuff I commonly promote in my work. Entrepreneurship too. In fact, everything that I promote, I got this Live Free Academy company. We help people to create more freedom in their lives. And we encourage people to create freedom in their lives in three different areas. These are three critical areas, I think, to create in the good life. There's obviously more areas, but these are the areas that I'm passionate about, that I have value to provide to the community because I've excelled in these areas. And I'm going to teach what I've learned, what I've learned to do well, what I've learned, what that's been a struggle, right? So it's uh, cryptocurrency and decentralized technology, all sorts of carry cants showing up for that stuff. It's entrepreneurship and financial independence, tons of carry cants feel like they could not possibly run, run a business. It's just not in their nature or whatever. And then, of course, the exit and build thing, especially centered around exiting the cities, homesteading, becoming more self-reliant. There's Carrie Kant's mixed up all across those fields. Another thing that I do is with the Freedom Cell Network. Came with this idea years ago for Freedom Cells, get together in small groups of people, work on common goals, create a mutual aid society. That idea with the help of other activists and influencers has since spread into this giant network of real world mutual aid society. But even though we talk about it and how many people benefited from it, 
People pulled their kids out of government school. You can register at freedomcells.org, freedomcells.org. You can register for free. Even though all these people have benefited from it immensely already in real life, just as they've benefited from cryptocurrency as well, I still get people saying, there's no way I can sign up for that. The government's just going to round you all up. You're putting yourselves on a list. Ah. And it's this thing, this phenomenon where people, before they even give it a shot or even entertain it mentally, they're automatically discounted, write it off because they're a perpetual victim. And I've contemplated this and done all sorts of stuff in my head like, what is this about, folks? Because here's what I like to offer to the freedom community and the truth community, health freedom, homesteading community, whatever. I have been obsessed with self-development. And so more, I like to teach tactics and strategies, but more than that, I think my unique selling proposition, my USP is a business term. What, what makes me unique about other influencers and other people doing freedom stuff is I'm trying to help people to break through those limiting beliefs and those self-imposed obstacles that are holding them back from living a life in alignment with their values, living a life of purpose, living a life of freedom. I've come to recognize in myself that I've been my own worst enemy throughout my life. I have the one that's created the most struggle and obstacles for myself, and it's because of negative victim thinking. But I've managed to recognize that and through mindfulness become present in the moment, conscious of the soundtrack playing in my head so I can manipulate it, I can change it, I can tweak it, I can take control of the way that I think about myself and the circumstances I find myself in. And it's completely and radically transformed my life. So I'm conscious. I'm all always thinking when people respond with some victim BS, when people show up with some kind of excuse, when they step into this Carrie Cant place, I see, ah, there's Carrie Cant again. <laughs> just saw him just an hour ago on this Facebook post. Carrie Cant seems to always show up. Why is it that people are always in a Carrie Cant mode? And I've been thinking about this a lot. I'd love your feedback. Why do you think people are so disempowered? Why do you think people, before they even entertain the possibility, how can I make this work? How could this work for me? They're already discounting it, already writing it off. Why do you think that's the case? Show me in the comments and I'll give you my theory. A big part of it for the cryptocurrency, for example, there's a lot of folks that are insecure and uncomfortable with technology. They have trouble using PayPal, let alone a Bitcoin wallet where you download it, you're all on your own. There's no customer service phone number to call. And so rather than give it a try and inevitably come up against a, some problems that they have to overcome and solve, they'd rather just write it off and discount it so they don't ever have to try it. So they don't have to experience the discomfort of not understanding it. I think it's really rooted in insecurity a lot of times. Same thing with buying land. It's like, because somebody has struggled with money, because they don't have money for a down payment now, they're like, oh, that's a bad idea. If I bought land, they would just take the land. So internally, they're like, I don't have to entertain it or give it a try because I know that I'll probably mess it up because I've always screwed up money and I'm in such a tough spot financially. I can't even afford to pay rent. How could I come up with 20000 50000 for a down payment on a piece of property? That's one of my theories, right? And so... Just like folks struggling with alcohol, you got to recognize that there's a problem before you can fix it. Just like our pursuit of freedom, we got to recognize there's a great reset. There's a tyranny going on. There's some technocracy going on before we can figure out how we're going to opt out of it. So I want to 
encourage people to be mindful of that and recognize when you're in carry can't mode, there's probably a reason behind it. But first, you got to be able to recognize it in the first place. Why? And I want people out there because I do it sometimes, too, but I've really managed to overcome it a lot, but it still springs up. I want you to be conscious of when you're in can't mode, of when you're in victim mode. Because we don't have to be victims. A great example is, uh, Lance says, possibly being hurt makes you gun shy to new thoughts. That's good. That's good. I can appreciate that. Let's say, let's say somebody, there's an investment opportunity and because somebody invested with somebody or they got scammed with cryptocurrency, now they're like, I can't possibly get scammed again. Same thing when somebody has a bad breakup and now they think like, I, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to put myself in a situation to experience that pain again. Well, I got news for everybody. Sometimes it's the pain and the struggle in life that builds character, that makes us more resilient, that allows us to show up differently in the world, right? Julie says, not good managing money and don't understand trust contracts. Like I need to either learn all about it, law, about law or hire a lawyer before signing any type of contract. You know, I feel that too. In fact, I do this thing that I find myself where like, I can read contracts and I understand legalese, but a contract is so overwhelming, you know, like five, six, seven pages, all this jurisdiction, that and uh, severability and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, this is this is really overwhelming. And when you sign a contract, it's like this big final thing. But because you recognize that now you can examine it. What is it about this that makes me feel so damn insecure? For me, it's something like a there's some deeper thing where I like, I want to be fluid and flexible and cause I know commitment takes work and now you're committed to a path and you got to stick on that path with a contract, right? It's a very serious kind of deal. But then you got to ask, well, what is it with my commitment issues? Why, why does that make me feel a little anxious around committing behind something? Right. There's actually this whole new type of contract called the dynamic agreement. That's a little bit more fluid. We're studying that and exploring that, but it's important to just put that out there. And let me give you some more advice, okay? So I hear some things coming up. I appreciate your your um, participation there, Julie. And and this leads me to some a bit of advice I was planning on sharing. So thank you for bringing that up in me. So how can we overcome this victimhood? How can we overcome these feelings of overwhelm around things that we don't feel good at? Because there's a process. There's steps, okay? So let me bring up my Live Free Academy Empowerment Framework, and we'll use this as a way to frame the conversation. So I got this Live Free Academy Empowerment Framework. I highly encourage you, if you're watching right now, to write this down because it will change the game for you. It goes like this. It's four parts. The first part is mindset. The next part is strategy. The next part is team. And the next part is massive action. Let's just talk about money. And basically the little the thing I want to share is like you got to you got to start small. OK, I'm all about massive action. That's the last piece. But you got to start somewhere. And the lesson that I want to impart upon you is that when you have little victories, you start small, give something to try. When you have a little victory, all of a sudden it helps to build some confidence. 
now we get caught in this positive feedback loop. We got a little victory. Now we got some confidence. Now it's going to be easier to have another victory, which will build more confidence, which will enable us to have another bigger victory. Now we have more confidence. Now the victories are getting bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you tap into this space where you're on a freaking roll and you're just dominating at life. But it starts with overcoming those insecurities and that sense of overwhelm and giving something a try, taking a bit of a risk. Right. So let's see. Mystical musings. Uh, let me drop this here, though, in the mindset strategy. And I'm going to relate this back to money uh, for our friend Julie there. Mindset strategy team. Massive action for the Odyssey audience. We got a comment coming in on Odyssey. Mystical Musing says, people live, act from their subconscious programs and don't realize they're blocking themselves. It is indeed an addiction to the feelings from those beliefs. That's right. I appreciate you saying that. And when we can become aware, I guess it's no longer a subconscious thing if you're aware of it, but we can tap into that. Oftentimes there's feelings. Our feelings are a great uh, indicator. Feelings are a great signal. So when you feel that anxiety, if you're a mindful person, if you're a conscious person in the moment and not just carrying out a program, you can kind of be like, oh, there's that feeling of anxiety again whenever talks about money come up. I'm just going to feel into that for a little bit. Like why I feel anxious whenever I talk about money. What's up with that? Where did that come from? What's the genesis of that? How often have I felt insecure about money, anxious about money? Maybe it has to do with the way my parents talked about money when I was growing up. Yeah. In fact, now it's, I'm recalling there was a lot of stress, a lot of tightness about money. And mom and dad were arguing about this and not enough of that. And like, huh, something to that, right? And so when you become conscious of it, it allows for all sorts of exploration that can give you insights in why you feel certain things about things, why you think a certain way about things. And when you can tap into that, when you can recognize it, you can reprogram it. You can hack that pattern, those thought patterns, right? Okay, okay, okay. So. Let me break down this thing, though, with the with the Live Free Academy Empowerment Framework. I see Daryl's got some comments. We'll read those here in a second. All right, so we got mindset, strategy, team, massive action. So let's take Julie's example, which I know many people struggle with. Not good at managing money and don't understand trust contracts. All right, so we're going to leverage our Live Free Academy Empowerment Framework. It's a framework that enables us to create success in all areas of our life if we just follow these simple steps and we step into a space of empowerment away from victimhood. So mindset is the first piece. So first we got to recognize as you do, I got some problems with money. I feel uncomfortable with money and I feel like I'm not good at managing money. Now you're thinking about it. Okay, what's going on there? All right. The first thing you got to do is make a commitment to yourself that you're going to work on figuring it out. Because if you just stop with, I'm not good at managing money, then you're not going to be good at managing money. Who was it? Who said this? I think it was all, uh, what's his name? The big investor, investor, and what's the name of their company? God, help me out here. I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. One of the world's largest, most successful inve investors. Most Everybody knows his name, but I'm just blanking on it. Most successful investor, Warren Buffett. That's what comes up. Yes, Warren Buffett. Whether you... Believe or not, you are right. Sorry, I'm just trying to get the exact quote. Uh, it's something like, whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you are right. Actually, it was Henry Ford. 
people don't even know who said it. It was Henry Ford. Whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you are right in both instances. So whether you believe you're bad at money or bad at managing money or not, you're true. It's true in both instances. You get to choose if you're good at it or not. But it starts with the little mind games. So first you recognize, okay, I feel as though I'm not good at managing money. I think I'm not good at managing money, but maybe I'm actually good or I can be good, right? So you got a problem. You got a place that you're not wanting to be at. This is all in the mind again. And then you got to be like, okay, I recognize that I have an issue that I'm kind of, uh, it's a shortcoming. It's a struggle. It's difficult for me. I'm recognizing that I'm in my mind, but now I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to improve in that area. I'm going to change that area. And the next piece of the mindset thing is I believe in myself and my ability to do that. Because if we stay in this self-doubt thing, and even if we're like, I know I have issues, I have issues managing money, but I, I just not get at money and there's no way I'll be able to figure it out. Same thing, I, the cryptocurrency thing makes me insecure and I'd rather just avoid it altogether and just not figure it out. But if you can recognize that there's an issue, a shortcoming, a lack of knowledge, a knowledge gap, then you could take the next step to make a commitment to yourself, believe in yourself enough to figure it out. Because once you make that commitment to yourself, I got news for you and I guarantee this, everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. Okay, so now we're in our head. Now we're making a commitment. Now we're like, I am going to figure out this money thing. I believe in my ability to do that. And in fact, I'm going to start reframing the way I talk to myself about that. So instead of saying I'm not good at managing money, I'm going to say I could I could do better at managing money. I could learn more. The more I learn, the more I'll, better I'll get at managing money. See how we're flipping this around? I'm not good at managing money. It's just a, just a blanket statement. It's a concrete. I'm not good at managing money. That's going to lead to manifesting a lack of good management of money. But if you're like, I recognize that I've had struggles with managing money in the past, but I'm confident in my ability to figure it out because I can figure shit out. And then, you know, you could build a little bit of strength around that and think about things that you do well. You know, I haven't been good at managing... I feel as though I'm not good at managing money, but you know what? I'm good at raising my kids. I'm good at art. I'm good at building healthy relationships or whatever. So then you kind of realize like, okay, I may struggle with this, but I'm good at this and that. And because I'm good at this and that, I feel like I could actually figure this out. I figured that out. I can figure this out. That's the mindset piece. Then I want you to come up with a strategy, like a plan. How am I going to figure this out? How am I going to get better at managing money? All right. So now I'm stepping into the strategy method where I'm going to set some goals. I'm going to set some targets. I'm going to say, in order to better get better at managing money, I am going to start keeping a budget. I'm going to identify my expenses and I'm going to categorize those expenses. In order to make it easier, maybe I'll use one of these QuickBook apps or maybe I'll just use a good old fashioned spreadsheet and come up with these little codes and I'll start identifying what I've spent and what my budget is every month. Or if I want to make it real simple, why we still can before the central bank digital currencies come out, whenever I get my paycheck, I'll withdraw that money in cash and I'll use the good old envelope method where you have a little envelope allotted for the groceries, an envelope allotted for gasoline, envelope allotted for kids clothes and school supplies or whatever. Now we're using cash. And I can write on the front of the envelope how much has gone in, how much has gone out, right? But either way, you're coming up with a plan. You're coming up with some systems, okay? Then the next piece is a team. Find other people that are struggling with the management of money, or better yet, find somebody that feels good and confident in their ability to manage money. 
and then get advice from those people. Because there's certain areas, especially stuff like growing food, where the people that are good at it, they are going to talk your head off about it because they just love it to death. And they'll tell you about how their tomatoes grow, grew and like what to avoid with the, with the little worms and the caterpillars that are going to eat it. And diatomaceous earth will help you get through this and that and yada, yada, yada. So you get right with yourself in your head and make a commitment to figure it out and believe in yourself and your ability to get it done. Come up with a plan and start taking some actions and take some, come up with a strategy uh, and a path path. So here, when I think of strategy, I think of where you are and where you want to be. Here's where you are. I don't feel very confident in my ability to manage money. What do I need to do in order to gain that confidence? Okay, I need to start taking a budget. I'm going to take some online courses. And then I'm going to work with the team, the next step of the framework. And I'm going to come up with a little group. Maybe I'll start a freedom cell with some friends that also struggle to make money. And we'll invite a couple of people that are good at managing money into the fray as well. And the final piece is to take massive action to actually execute on the goals to go in and do the work. And this comes in the form of, instead of watching Netflix one night, I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos or some Odyssey videos about how to be better manage money. I'm gonna get a little book on accounting or bookkeeping or whatever it may be. There's this great book actually for folks that don't wanna get all technical and stuff. It's called, I'm a Badass at Making Money uh, by this lady, Jen Chinchero. And it actually brings up a lot of that stuff. It's a really cool book. Cause it's, it's like very consumable, very simple and it's fun. And there's a lot of stuff about managing money and it's most essentially about mindset and our mindset around money. So we can reprogram ourselves in all these different ways using this framework, but really just recognizing there's an issue, believing in ourselves, coming up with a plan, finding people that are on the same page with us and taking massive action towards our goals. Let's see. Daryl Ernest says, I put this on your other little video, but the one thing mission missing from all the greater reset activations is the topic of stocking your area with wildlife. A lot of people say it can't happen, but anything you have in the cupboard or the freezer that can be taken away from you at some point, having bills and forests around you stocked with game is the only true way to prepare. The field of psychology is dependent on keeping people in the victim state. Yeah, I saw that message and I'm with you. Yeah, we should have, I'm all about livestock. We have chickens on our property, but the thing is, so I guess you're saying to have wild livestock in your surrounding area because things that aren't like on your property any uh, an animal could be taken away if it's on your property in a pen or you know a cow roaming around on the property we're going to be getting cattle too so i mean anything could be taken away from you except for cryptocurrency if you memorize the private key and the seed phrase in your head but um yeah i, I mean we should have livestock uh, I don't know that I'm going to go populate cattle and just let them roam free because we don't really have any forests in our area that aren't owned or controlled by someone. So if I'm going to get cattle or livestock, I'm going to put it on my property. But here's another thing, too. And this. I don't know. There's this whole phenomenon in our freedom community and Daryl's comment kind of plays to it. A lot of people think this whole New World Order thing, they think that the New World Order is omnipotent all-powerful. It's the same thing with taking guns, taking people's livestock. I got news for you. A lot of that stuff doesn't fly in many areas, like Texas, for example. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. It won't happen. It hasn't happened because it has in certain circumstances. But at the end of the day, the mass roundup of people's livestock and taking people's guns, it just doesn't fly. And a lot of 
elected representatives are on that same page. There's a good old boy network. There's country folk. You don't just go around taking people's cattle off of their ranch without them putting up a fight. So just want to throw that out there. That's not to say that we shouldn't plan or, you know, come up with contingency plans about stuff like that. But it's basically what I'm thinking. I don't really think going to other platforms is a real solution because they're basically like the church preacher that has a new building. He takes the choir and the congregation with him. Um, yeah. All right. We got a couple more not reaching new people. You know, I honestly think I honestly think Daryl's saying, you know, we shouldn't go off to other platforms because we're just preaching to the choir. I think that the choir is big enough where if we shifted our focus away from politics, away from complaining, and we started building and co-creating with other freedom people, we have enough people in order to create the alternative systems that will enable us to peacefully opt out of the state of the technocracy. So there's all, I've, I've thought this for a long time now, but after COVID, there's even more people that get it. There's enough of us out there where we just got to shift our focus, shift our strategy away from resisting, away from reaction to a proactive approach to building alternative systems where I genuinely think we can experience freedom, at least in a generation or two. All right. Mindset. Mindset is everything. Everything is figure outable. Frank Vasquez says the woke like to coddle the bad people while persecuting the innocent and hardworking. Thus, in this day of bias and prejudicial treatment, many feel a great sense of hopelessness. Yeah, and it goes back to my thing earlier. I was trying, I'm trying to hit on like start doing small things. Get yourself some mini victories in whatever space it is that you're working towards and whatever pursuit you're in. Do things, take action. The more action you take, the more small successes you gain, the more momentum you build. And again, this pops into this positive feedback loop. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody. We're going to be wrapping up here in just one second. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm going to make every effort to do more Live Free Now shows. It's a podcast that I got. I do have a podcast feed. Uh, people can subscribe over here at livefreenow.show, livefreenow.show. Uh, you can subscribe via Apple, Stitcher, uh, good old uh, Spotify. And uh, if you want to keep in touch with that, or uh, if you're watching on Odyssey, please uh, follow the stream. You can click on the little follow thing to subscribe to my channel. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and bang on that subscribe spot and subscribe to my channel as well. So you can stay up uh, to date on all the cool stuff we're doing. So you can be notified whenever we go live. And then finally, I highly encourage you guys to check out the great financial reset response webinar, the great financial reset response webinar. I'm going to be breaking it down for you uh, coming up on October 20th at 11 a.m. You can register for free. We're going to talk about this coming financial reset. We're going to talk about what to expect. We're going to talk about central bank digital currencies, inflation, the banking system, how things are being transformed. And I'm going to break down what I believe to be some solid investments and how you can protect yourself so you don't only survive through the coming financial storm, rather you end up better on the other side. Everything is changing. Everything is shifting. We don't have to fall victim to it. We can rise up together and create a better world. We can take control of our financial life. We can take control of our financial resources and flip the script and change the freaking game. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in. This has been the Live Free Now show, bringing in the news, views, tips, and tools you can use Live Free prosperous and healthy life. I'm your host, John Bush. Check out the podcast feed, subscribe to the channels, check out the webinar. Again, that's livefree.academy slash reset webinar, livefree.academy slash reset webinar. Peace and freedom. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.